2019 I have no idea I think I it was probably based on me wanting to check out a new area in BC and I, probably the timing and availability of what races were around mm. basically after I did a couple of marathons I had a friend that brought me into the river valley in Edmonton and I was like screw road running <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast with your hosts, Norman and Jody. Discover the inspiring stories of the average and not-so-average runners. And they're off. Hello, hello. Hello. How's it going? Not too bad, not too bad. Spring is in the air. Finally. Yep. And we just finished watching Coconut 250 live. That's right. Live streaming all week long. Live and uncensored. I didn't get to see much though, because every time I turned it on, it was nothing really was happening. <laughs> well, but I have to say, I do appreciate that more races are doing the live stream mm-hmm. because it makes it more engaging. And obviously, this whole thing started in Europe and it's finally coming over here. Yes. And they're live streaming 100 milers or plus, meaning you can kind of check in. When you wake up, you could check in at dinner. You could check in the next day. They're still going. That's right. <laughs> it gives you some uh, some inspiration, too, to get out there and do your runs. But I know for Canyons, they were supposed to live stream, which is curious because we know that the reception over there in the Canyons is not, there is none. <laughs> yeah. So interestingly enough, they canceled the live stream. So what I'm guessing happened is UTMB's like, well, of course we can live stream because they can do it in the Alps and do it at UTMB and all over the world. And then they show up in California and it's like, oh, really? Yeah, no, there is no reception. <laughs> Cannot live stream the canyons. So I think they realized it and then they canceled it. They canceled the live stream with the week of the race, wow. which sucks. Yeah. However, there's been some live streaming in Canada, yes. but I think we need to do more of it. What do you think? Of course. I would love to have live stream on every event every 100 miler but I, I i don't know what the cost is i can't imagine what the cost is and plus everyone out there has to have a a camera that can live stream when you're running behind a runner and all that yeah i know that uh air vipe was constantly asking for volunteers to come run with a yeah, camera yeah <laughs> yeah exactly it's just that i can't imagine but anyway we're gonna put ourselves out there right yeah for, for uh, uh hosting i think for 2024 yeah. If you're a race director out there in the world and you're planning to do live stream and you need hosts. <laughs> Look at us. Check us out. We because. C- yeah. Why? We're not going to bring the Strava stats. <laughs> if you want Strava stats, <laughs> that'll be the other host. Yeah. We're going to bring the comedy. We're going to bring comedy and we're going to keep people awake at midnight. We'll That's take right. the midnight uh, shift. Take the midnight shift. Don't care. And we'll get volunteers <laughs> on the on camera. We'll get the runners mid, you know, mid pack backpack because yeah. we want to hear from them. That's right. Mostly we want to hear from what's happening at the back of the pack. They're the ones that have the good stories. <laughs> yeah. The people in the middle and the back. Yes. So we'll bring you the stories. Let us know if you want to uh, have we'll, some hosts, we'll, and we'll be there. We'll fly yeah. on our own dime. Our dime. Sure. You do not have to pay for us. We'll just show up and tell us where to sit. And we'll right. stand in front of something and just talk away. Yeah. And we'll be on course too. You can go out on course. Yeah. I'll even, I'll, <laughs> I'll even run beside someone. 
and talk to them as they're running. There you go. <laughs> just we can't do the whole technology thing. So no, you no, no, you no. guys figure that part out. And just we'll show up. We'll show up. So yeah. 2024. What's the hashtag? Hashtag gotta run is gonna live stream for ya. No, no, that's too long. <laughs> hashtag gotta run live stream. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm serious. We we need to do this. Of course. So race directors. We're available. Call us up. All right. Call us up. <laughs> that just tells you how old our technology is. <laughs> Call us up. DM us. There, that sounds better, right? Yeah. DM. All right. There we go. All right. Who is on the podcast today? Well, speaking of canyons. Yeah, speaking of canyons, because there was no live stream, we don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but we do know that Priscilla Forgie yes. from Edmonton came second. Wow. Go Canada. In the go. 100K. And she's relatively new to the ultra running scene. She ran her first ultra in 2019 and has since smashed course records in the near-death marathon, which is part of the great Canadian death race in Grand Cache, and the Squamish 50-50. Wow. I like the near-death marathon <laughs> race. Near-death. Near-death. Yeah, you, you made it. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> she also won Ultra Trail Harikana 2022 and the death race in 2021. Yep. And of course, she just accepted her golden ticket to Western States wow. with her second place in Canyons. And we actually have chatted about her before in uh, episode 65, Jenny Quilty's episode. So if you want to hear when we first talked about Priscilla, check out that episode. Yeah, that's when we asked Jenny about how her record was broken at the <laughs> Squamish 50-50. And she said, hey, no problem. That's right. So anyway. Yeah. Without further ado, here is Priscilla coming up. Enjoy. How are you guys? I'm good. good. How are you? Good, good. Well, welcome to the podcast, Priscilla, and congratulations on your recent podium at Canyons, which resulted in, obviously, a golden ticket at Western States, which is amazing. <laughs> now, you're relatively new to the ultra running scene. Yeah. So when you started, I think it was back in 2019, around there, did you know about Western States? Had you heard about it at that point? And no, I, I'm sure I probably just heard about Western States maybe like a year ago. <laughs> like, I feel <laughs> like I am so out of the loop with everything. And I I don't know a ton about a lot of ru other runners. I don't know about a ton of other races. So I'm really just getting into it. And it's also exciting for me because everything is so new. Like once I heard about Western States and I heard about, for me, the the history, but also just the, the field there is just, it's just absolutely wild. The elite runners that are there and who you'd be competing against. And um, I got a bit of a glimpse of it at Canyons and yep. it made me so excited. It, it, I thought I would be more scared. But when I was out there, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so lucky. This is the coolest thing ever. So, <laughs> yeah. So I'm really, really excited about it. I did not anticipate I would be going to Western States <laughs> this year. So I feel like in a week, a lot of my life has changed like plans <laughs> for the year. So it's, it's exciting, though. Well, we're going to talk about canyons, obviously. But first, we'd like to go back to your first ultra, which was called walk in the park 50k is that right yeah did it yeah. feel like a walk in the park <laughs> it did not no. <laughs> I, it's actually so funny i thought 
like I was so new to running. I had done a couple marathons before. And when I did this first 50K, like I actually ended up having an IT band issue oh. and not like a major injury or anything, but I didn't know anything about my body and what was going on. I thought I like broke my knee. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, like, what is happening? Why does my knee hurt so much? I was walking <laughs> sideways down the hill because mm-hmm. I couldn't go straight down. But it was such a good learning experience because then I was like, maybe like a couple of days after that, I was like, oh, I'm fine. It's actually, mm. I, I, maybe I just need to do more strengthening. So, um, but that was a really cool race just to kind of explore that distance and and get to know like a new area. It was my first time in Kamloops and BC. So mm. uh, yeah, and that kind of obviously sparked my interest to continue going. What made you choose that race of all available? 2019 I have no idea I think I it was probably based on me wanting to check out a new area in BC and probably the timing and availability of what races were around Mm. basically after I did a couple of marathons I had a friend that brought me into the river valley in Edmonton and I was like screw road running (laughs) 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 this is where it's at and so I was like oh and I guess road run is like we do 50ks it's like that's like the equivalent to a marathon and and so um, I think it was probably around that time that everything was transpiring and then I was like okay I need to try to find a 50k and that was what came up did you play a sport when you were younger like how did you even come to this so how I came to it, so I would say in uh, like around 2016, 2017, I was in, I had moved to Edmonton from Ottawa mm-hmm. and I, I actually was in like a really kind of low place mentally and I hadn't done any sports in school. I hadn't really had any big hobbies. I had like a bit of like a 25 year old midlife crisis <laughs> and was like, what am I doing? I feel like I need more connections with people and I need more connections to myself and, and my strengths and what I'm good at. And I literally tried everything. I went to ukulele lessons. I <laughs> did rock climbing. I did volleyball groups. I tried all of it. And I, one of those things was that I signed up for a marathon clinic mm. and it was through that, that I realized how It was like it almost just everything clicked. Mm. I absolutely love the connections that you can make with people when you're running and the openness that you can have with people when Mm. you're running. It's the coolest thing. (laughs) You talk about way more than you would with someone at coffee. So that like I just absolutely loved it. And I still love like I'm a big group runner. I love running in groups and it just brings me so much joy. Uh, So yeah, that's kind of just what once I got into marathons and I, I couldn't look back. So. <laughs> nice. And I ended up being pretty good at it. So that helped. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, was it during the pandemic that you sort of decided you wanted to try something more than a, a 50K? How did that all come about? Yeah, actually, it would have been during the pandemic because I was actually supposed to do the Boston Marathon uh, in April, right oh, before, no. yeah, before the shutdowns. And I, uh, it actually was kind of a blessing that a silver lining I guess you could say that uh the with COVID and everything because I ended up having what I'm pretty sure was a stress fracture at that Mm. point when I was about to toe the line at at Boston and I ended up just spending a lot of time inside on my bike and 
and just recovering without even realizing what it was that I needed to do. Um, I was like, I don't know, running is hurting. So I'm just not going to do that right now. And I took probably two months off and just stuck on my bike, which I think that was kind of all we could do anyways. Um, (laughs) Or if you were doing some underground running or something, but then I, I don't know who decided me and my running partner had decided we were going to just train for a hundred K and it was kind of like, I think we had ended up registering for one that was still going, like mm. it was still supposed to happen. And then when we had found out that it was canceled, we just continued with our training mm-hmm. because we just wanted to do, we were like, no matter what, we're just going to race. We're going to do this. And I think I did 70 K race and I think instead, and then ended up doing this COVID ultra, like where they just had all these uh, different kind of parameters in place. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. It was so much fun. And we still had a little bit of the racing community, which is obviously one of the best things about yeah. running races, is that race environment. I, it brings me so much happiness. So, <laughs> so I, that was obviously like something I was really looking forward to once COVID was done, once we, things were the restrictions were let down was to be able to get back to the big groups and all that, just that energy that you get from everybody. Mm. Oh yeah, for sure. Everybody, everybody missed that during the (sighs) pandemic. And then it was kind of nervous going back to racing and not everyone was there and all these things were in place. And it, it, at first it seemed like we were never going to get back to what it used to be, but I think it's, I think it's gotten there now. I think it's more, like it used to be well that's the thing i also lost my boston in 2020 april i was supposed to go and you're supposed to go in april 2020 right yeah yeah yep so yeah we i lost my boston as well so i understand that feeling that sucks yeah, <laughs> yeah it was weird but then once it's funny because like you'd ask me now and i'd be like i don't have any intention of running <laughs> boston, boston anytime yeah, soon I'm like no i'm not gonna do that no, I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> one day yeah one day <laughs> Now, you went to the Canadian death race, which is a big jump in distance, and uh, no spoiler, but you won. (laughs) So (laughs) what did you notice that was different going from 50K to that distance in terms of racing? Because it is quite quite a big jump. What was your strategy going in that day? Oh, man, I I was such a, like, I still feel like I'm like such a noob. And I... I kind of just showed up. I think I was looking at other people's distance in their training before the race, which no one should ever do. I think it was like a few days before the race when there's literally nothing I could do. And it made me so nervous as I was just, I am totally not ready for this. Uh, It was also, we had some forest fires Mm. uh, around that area. So it was really smoky. I have a history, long history since I was a kid of asthma. So like towing the line was definitely like not the smartest thing, but I was just so excited to do that. And we all made a plan that the day before the race, uh, we were going to wake up in the morning and look at the sky. And if it was bad, then we would make it. (laughs) And everyone woke up, saw the orange like bright orange pink sun Ooh. and nobody said a word it's <laughs> just like okay let's just do this um, <laughs> but uh, I had like a really good crew and I think that was like the biggest part of it was just seeing um it's with the 50k you can just do that on your own and mm-hmm. you don't really 
get to a point where your hormones start being weird mm. and and changing. And so for me, I realized that around 80k, I start to get weirdly different, a bit more emotional for some reason. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, so I was just really happy to see people at each station and like, they're just kind of be taken care of. And, uh, and it was just so motivating. So I didn't really have any plans going into that race. But I absolutely loved the the Rockies, like I love running in those. And mm-hmm. so it was, it's just a good time. I knew a lot of people there. And that definitely helped with the encouragement. So mm. um, yeah, I remember when I did the death race back in 2005, I had to carry the coin from the beginning. And I was oh. so afraid to lose it. <laughs> oh my god! But you didn't have to pick it up till on top of Hamill. Is that right? Yes. What did I? Have? Yeah. So no. So we, we did have it from the beginning. Oh okay. Uh, and then we got something else at the top of Hamill, like a flag or something that we had to bring ah. to someone. If okay. I remember correctly, yeah. But I remember that coin. I ended up feeling. I think. I don't know. I was just so nervous about that coin because I lose <laughs> yes. things all the time. I was like, this is going to happen to anyone. It's going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like they just add an element of an anxiety for everybody with that. Yeah. <laughs> did you lead that from the start or did you chase someone? Um, that's a good question. Um, no, no, actually. So Jenny Quilty uh, that's actually where I met Jenny. Okay. Uh, she was leading up until I believe like three. And then uh, she, this is I'm pretty sure she, and then we ended up doing a little bit of back and forth. Mm-hmm. And she, so she's a lot better at a sense than me. And mm-hmm. I'm a lot better. I think that's just from what we both agreed on is that <laughs> I can descent a lot better, at least at that point in our racing. And I believe like once I was descending, she was, no, I'm not going to, mm-hmm. it's just, it can be like, cause just with all the rocks and like, it, right. it's a toss up if you're going to stay upright. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that not everybody would want to kind of fuck it. <laughs> the next race that we piqued our interest was your Squamish 50-50. Yes. Oh, I was. I was such a soft spot for Swamish. <laughs> I absolutely love that race. What was the strategy there? Uh, do you race both days or do you race the 50 miler or I, hold back the 50 mile? How, how do you plan that? That's a good question. So I had my, so I knew that Courtney DeWalter had the 80K, the 50 miler record. And I was oh my God, how cool would it be if I could get Courtney's record? And so I was like, I'm just going to go as hard as I can and try to get it. And it, like I was signed up for the 50-50 and I very much was like, I don't know, I'm just going to see if the 50 miler goes well, I'll decide if I want to do the 50K the next day. Once I'd finished, I was I was so happy. I, I just loved the trails. I loved the environment and I was just I didn't get the course record for that. But then I was, I'm so basically could do some hiking the next day mm. and still be able to get the course record for the 50 50. And so it's a no brainer to go back out and go hard again. So. <laughs> <laughs> and whose record did you? Jenny's. You beat Jenny, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. We've seen a lot of each other in the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah. And wow. she's, she's been so so supportive like she was there when i did take a record she was helping with the commentary and like the 
the live stream mm. and she's just like all smiles and so happy that I, I pushed and and I think any women in the ultra running community are just trying to push each other and and really just see what else we have in in us because I think we've just scratched the surface and what we're capable of absolutely yep especially Canadian women because I know for a fact that you were not on anyone's top of the list for Kenya. No. I know. So how freaking cool. Exactly. <laughs> it's super cool. I like, remember listening to the top 10 uh, or the top five uh, predictions uh, for canyons. And they were listing off the training that people were doing. Uh-huh. Like, oh my God. But <laughs> anywhere near these individuals. <laughs> so it was, I, I'm, it's probably one of my proudest moments, just showing, towing the line and just focusing on my own race. And yes, really cool. Well, yeah. that's what happened to Jasmine Lauder last year. Nobody knew yes. who she was. So think, let's go Canada. Love it. The whole world thinks Canada's Canadians are just dark horses and don't really pay much attention. However, we show them. <laughs> I love it. Yes, yes. And it's just like, I think we're just going to keep on coming out of the woodwork and they're going to be like, okay, fine. We'll pay attention to you guys. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Any other stage races that pique your interest? Because you did Squamish 50-50. Any other stage races that you're thinking of? I really want to run Trans Rockies. I think that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it hasn't been... I, I've spoken with Huda and he wanted to me to race it this year, but it didn't work out with my plans. And so as long as I could work out with my race plans, I would, I think I would actually do quite well on a multi-day racing atmosphere. I, after my, my experience with Squamish, I just, my recovery is quite good. Mm. I, I feel, and I, I felt like when I race, I, I felt really good. And obviously I told the line being like, oh, I'm a little sore. I wish I didn't run 50 miles before, <laughs> but I like, I think that would be super cool. I, it would be a different experience running with someone else. I, mm. I don't know how I'd be in that environment uh, because I'm very much and in, I'm such a social runner and I'm like the most anti-social racer that I ah. like I can't, like I whenever people are near me I'm like I can't it's just taking <laughs> my, my weird space I'm in so yeah <laughs> well the next one we want to chat about is ultra trail harikana which again was an excellent result for you <laughs> Now, we've heard that that race is pretty technical. How would you compare that course to, let's say, Death Race? It's literally not <laughs> even comparable. <laughs> everybody, when I talk about Ultra Trail Hurricane, there's like a little bit of trauma there because I, it was nothing I had ever thought. I had not really known what to expect what the train would be like. Uh, I had looked, I actually compared it to death race to try to figure out what my timing would be Mm. uh, because it's kind of similar elevation and distance. And so I was like, Oh, awesome. I I can do this. I'm going to get around like 14 hours. (laughs) So I ended up with, I think 17 and a half or Mm. around that. And it, it is very rocky, very rooty. There were times I was on the course and I was, where's the trail? Like, oh. trail? It's not that the markings were bad or anything. It was just extremely technical. Mm. I 
I fell so many times. I like to think I'm a really good trail runner and good (laughs) on my feet, but, and I'm in the Rockies a lot, but this was a whole different ball game. I, it's super cool to think that people get really good times on that race. I looked Mm -hmm. at the men's uh, times and I was just, wow, that's pretty amazing to think of how they move their feet in order to be able to adapt to that type of race terrain. Mm -hmm. Um, I would definitely, if I did another race like that with that terrain, I need to train in that um, to to adapt a bit more. (laughs) It was good though. It was really humbling for me. And the race was really, really well run. I had such a great time. They had a like a concert going on at the end mm. oh, and nice. everyone was like dancing and there were booths everywhere it was a whole huge party it was amazing oh that's cool yeah how was your, how was your french <laughs> oh my god not good i am pretty sure i said gracias to a couple of people. <laughs> <laughs> I the volunteers i was like oh my god it was so hard for me because i wanted to be able to talk to people like in especially just volunteers to be able mm-hmm. to like reciprocate thank you so much and I just felt like I was so limited <laughs> um, yeah and I, I missed a turn because of a French sign and, and French <laughs> should have just been better with my mapping but <laughs> it's a learning experience like every I'm, su- I'm surprised having spent all that time in Ottawa that you didn't <laughs> learn from osmosis <laughs> yeah I have no excuse and Heracana was three weeks after Squamish, is that right? So were you fully yes. recovered from Squamish? No, absolutely not. Yeah. Hmm. No, that was it. They had invited me, uh, Hurricana. And so I thought, you know, that's such a good opportunity and something that I, I think I'll I'll have a really good experience. So it was not something I would have to recommend to do a race that soon after, like a distance that long too. By the time I hit Havelina, which I'm not sure if you guys are going to watch. Oh, yeah, we're getting there. (laughs) Um, I I was so tired. No (laughs) no. Speaking of tired, how did you feel about starting at one in the afternoon? Like, talk (gasps) about a mess. Hey, guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, then check this out. Calling all trail runners to come on out to Mansfield, Ontario this May. The Lost Treasure Trail Race features both the 5 and 10K on the beautiful trails of the Mansfield Outdoor Center. As the story goes, the American outlaw Jesse James buried a barrel full of gold coins stolen from a train on his relative's property somewhere in the hills of Malmer. You'll earn your very own coin medal when you cross the finish line. Registration is now open. For more info, go to gotterunracing.com. Now back to Jody and Norm. Yes, it is so weird because I I want to be up in the morning and then just go race. I don't want to think about anything. Yeah, I don't want my anxiety to get to me. So it was uh, definitely a different experience. I um, I wish I could have seen more of the trails because it felt like it got dark too soon and mm. I didn't get to really go yeah. up there. And I wasn't there for long enough to go back into the trails later, but it was really cool to run in the dark for that long I think it was it's just so serene when you're just mm. alone in the dark just mm. with your headlamp then you just see things in a different way and you you it's just you and whatever creatures are out there <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was, it was different and I think that it's good for all of us to experience different times in the day different terrains because you learn something from it every time 
Absolutely. Yeah. Now, if you started at one and you did set, did you say you did 17 hours? 17 and a half. I finished sometime early morning. Oh. Four, about four in the morning, three or four. Four, five yeah. in the morning. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. That's, 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 that's not, hard to sleep. That's weird. Night. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird. I, I was running off of not a lot of sleep, like, because I didn't go back and sleep. I can't really sleep right after a race. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just kind of kept it going for the oh, whole day. Man, that must have messed you up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know that's big in Europe where they start later in the day as well in Europe. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of Havelina, you've taken on these some of Canada's really tough, tough mountain races. Yeah. You get to Havelina, your first 100 miler, and we know things didn't go to plan, but talk us through the the what happened that day <laughs> yeah so i you know i told that line not recovered physically mm-hmm. and not totally positive like i just mm-hmm. went into it with a weird mindset there were some some personal things going on and i i felt like i uh, I, I felt like I was just kind of like signed up for it and I was I'm just going to do it. And it just wasn't like I could feel when I talked about it to people mm. the week of, but mm. you just know, it's just not really there. And I didn't feel like myself. And so I was like, don't like I'm all show up do what I can. And I did not, I didn't run my own race. I, I kind of just tried to keep up with everybody in the beginning mm-hmm. I was running far too fast than what my body would allow me yeah. and by the time I hit about 100 I think it was maybe 95k or so on the third loop you could take a pacer on and I my partner was there and he was pacing me and pretty much immediately once we got out of the crowds I started crying and walking and it was, it was almost like I was waiting for him to be there. And then I was okay. Now this is my time. It's just like, I just, I'm not here. Like I'm not present. I'm not loving this experience. Um, And not because of the race atmosphere. It was Mm -hmm. amazing. (laughs) I was like, it was so cool. Um, I wish I was a spectator. (laughs) It was, yeah. So I had had a bit of a hip issue, but I think it was like mentally, it was a hip was my crutch. Like it was, no, my hip. It's my hips hurting, my hips hurting, but really (laughs) my mind was hurting. And so I basically like I was hobbling and we walked 30K, like so that full last Uh loop um, over eight hours. (laughs) But that's that's including I got a massage. I uh, (laughs) had a veggie dog by the fire. I had (laughs) tons of chats with other racers. kind of cool like some an experience I'll rarely have to be able to sit down with people during the the race yeah Um, it's kind of cool to see the different vibes of Mm -hmm. of people that aren't running in the in the competitive field like in the in the elite area because you are just sitting there and chatting then they're like okay gonna get up and go (laughs) in it's so cool so yeah it was completely different experience than what I was I don't know what I was expecting but again a really good learning experience for me i think javelina is deceivingly hard especially for mountain runners because it is a runnable course and if if you don't run it you're not going to be anywhere near the podium and and that middle middle part of the day 
it hits you like a blast from a furnace. So (laughs) you, so you have to have had everything else in place leading up to that in order to be able to figure out how to tackle it. So mm. it's a good 100 miler to do as your first if you're middle back of the pack. But if you're a competitor and you haven't run that style of race before, it's really hard. It's training. Yeah, it totally is. It was, um, again, another humbling experience for me. And uh, and really, yeah, I, I didn't feel like bad after. I was more so just, wow, okay, this is something that you specifically have to train for mm-hmm. without like maybe so much mountains. <laughs> um, it's a little different. So, but I think if I go, I have a friend that's racing it this year. I might go and spectate. I think like getting into an outfit and yes. like, the party area. <laughs> like, that's kind of my job. That would be so much fun. Oh yeah, it's uh, go to Jackass and you could do the, do the dance or... party and that's maybe do a weird. loop with your friend. And... <laughs> there's, there's that Jackass run, right? It's just one loop. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah the yeah. nighttime yeah. run. Love you that. can you can do that and still pace and still enjoy the party. Good all. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go to <laughs> exactly exactly so taking away from Havelina from what you learned from Havelina what would you take to Western States uh so 100% like first first main focus is run my own race and that's what I did with canyons and I uh, like I think everyone gets there's so much psychology to sports right like and how how it can impact us and how everyone around us can impact us and my main focus is what how do I feel what do I need right now and, and to not be bothered at all of anybody else around me mm-hmm. um, and just make sure I'm feeling good and healthy and just focus on that and I think that can really get everyone quite far if they they can keep that in mind and make sure that with that is a lot of positive talk and mm-hmm. uh, it, that's everything it, to me it is and I was just saying telling myself the whole time during canyons that I was like you can do hard things like you can do hard things and <laughs> if you just can get your mantra and just keep on reminding yourself of that I think it can really get you through some tough times absolutely mm. okay let's talk about the canyons <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, was that your a race of the year yeah, yeah, I would say it definitely was. Um, it was it was my A race, but I also like kind of, I guess kind of my A race was would have been Run Rabbit, which I was I was signed up for for oh, September okay. because I didn't feel like I was going to be prepared for canyons. Mm. I started my training a bit later this year, and I didn't rush through it. I just knew I would just be where I was at because of the delay. And I wanted to do well, but I didn't actually, I thought, I I don't know if you guys read uh, or listened to the interview after, like I had said, I was just going to hope to scrape 10th place to get into UTMB. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what is this golden ticket? Like, what is going on? (laughs) It must have been exciting though, being there. It, with so many women that could easily have placed, right? And how do you even develop a strategy? Were you just going to say, however I feel, I'm going to run on feel and whatever happens, happens? Yeah. So my my focus was, of course, listen to myself. Not, don't look at what anybody else is doing around you. But I knew very early on that I was struggling on the hills mm. and I, uh, so I just really, I like just really excel on 
the descents. And so I just went hard. I knew my body was going to really hurt after, but <laughs> I was, I'm feeling good. Nothing feels like it's hurting. Like I'm not in pain. It's just good. <laughs> my body doesn't like that. I'm pushing so hard on the downs and the, and the flats. So that was kind of what I just focused on when I, I had seen Ida. I don't know if you guys know, she got a bit lost. Yeah. Oh, I heard about oh, that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, well, not sorry, not lost. So I, there's a, I can't remember the aid station name, but there was a loop and she accidentally went back on the loop. And that was actually an area I was in as well and got a little bit confused. And the volunteers mm. were trying to figure out where it was supposed to go. So I totally understand how that could have happened. Mm. But basically she lost about 10 minutes. So okay. she was minutes behind me at one point around maybe the 60k mark or so. Mm-hmm. And male runner was that I caught up to had been running with her earlier. And he had said that she got lost because he had saw that she had went a different way and then told the volunteers. And so I had known she was behind me at one point. And then when she had joined back up with me, she was like, <laughs> she's like, where are we placing? What what are we first and second or are we like fifth and I'm like <laughs> first and second and um, she was like okay awesome and she was kind of like just kudos to her like she'd gotten lost and then had pulled back up into first yeah. place and she just went up the hill and was like god <laughs> okay that's just not good I'm not gonna and but I didn't I didn't feel like bad about her or anything. I was just, wow, like she's so strong up that hill. I'm not right now. <laughs> and so I'm just gonna, like, I'm not gonna try to hold on to her because mm-hmm. I'll just blow up. Mm-hmm. And so instead, I just kind of looked down, focus on what I was doing, and then went from there. So it was, uh, yeah, I don't, I didn't really know where anybody else was throughout the day. I didn't mm-hmm. even realize I was in second place until around maybe 50 ish K. And that was just someone had mentioned it. And I thought they were lying, like not lying. I thought they had made a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) So I just kind of get my head down most of the day. Well, you, you held on to her pretty good because there was only what, 10 minutes between you? Yeah. Yeah. So clearly you, you did hold on, but it must be hard to figure that out when you're going up and down and up and down. It's Oh, for sure. You didn't feel like you had anyone on your tail during that Um, Sorry, one person mentioned that Aurora was, I think, nine minutes behind me at some point, but it wasn't like I had more in the reserves to give. So it was a, when I when someone would tell me that, I was just okay. That's just is what it is. <laughs> like I'm doing the best I can. So so yeah, that was what I was aware of, and I was really really surprised when I heard that I was seventh overall because mm-hmm. I think that's just so cool. And then I. <laughs> what oh my god so cool like having some females in that top 10 it was just it yeah it made me just feel really happy (laughs) again big congrats for that and you got this kick-ass golden ticket what do you do with this golden ticket (laughs) did you bring it home yeah i had oh man this is like a whole different podcast to go over (laughs) my ordeal on the plane but um i successfully got it home just for it to land in my closet (laughs) yeah but it is here just a forewarning for anyone trying to get a ticket across the air it's a little bit difficult (laughs) they give you a hard time yeah, I just, I, there was a miscommunication with the flight attendants and the, the main desk agent and they, they kind of took me off the plane for a little bit and then oh. let me go back on. But 
we we got that good one. They took you off the plane <laughs> because of the ticket. Oh my yeah. god! Were they going to keep the ticket on the plane? <laughs> no, they ended up. <laughs> they keep the ticket and kick you off. Yeah, it was close. <laughs> Okay, Western States, you need to make a little bit of a smaller ticket for the international runners because I would have Canadians need a Yes. I would have driven home. I am not letting go of this ticket. That'd be funny if you replace that picture in the back. I was thinking that with the golden ticket. That's the same size, right? It looks like it's about the same size. Same size. It is. That is hilarious. All right. So, what are you going to do for Western? Now you know the canyons of Western states. How are you going to prepare for the heat at Western states? Man. Okay. So, I am, I'll do lots of dry sauna training, um, lots of dry sauna sessions. Uh, I do actually quite well in the heat I think comparable to other people that I know and I've heard of but it that's not it's going to be probably 10 degrees hotter so and and a lot less covered so I'm aware of that I think for me it's just keeping cool like lots of ice like taking advantage of all the support from the volunteers to Mm -hmm. help me get ice wherever I can (laughs) yeah just staying wet and um and then, of course, yeah, doing that pre-heat training before. Yeah. For someone who's done it last year, I was there last year running this crazy race. That bandana with ice is what saved yeah. me. Okay, yeah. I had one at Havelina, and I absolutely loved it. It has yes. unicorns all over it. Aww. <laughs> 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 that was the ticket for me. Are you going down a little bit early? Are you hoping to... I- so I'll just be there a week earlier and I decided today, I actually just booked my flights that I'll do the camp for. Oh, good. Uh, Very good. Yeah. yeah. yeah I recommend that. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a lot of people recommended it and I was kind of back and forth just with all the travel, but I think it's, I think it's a smart decision and it'll be a good experience. Yeah. Have you had lots of people lining up to pace you? Uh, you know, it's, I'm actually not one for pacers, which it oh. sounds and, and it well, which is kind of ridiculous because I haven't ran a hundred miles yet. <laughs> but, but I I don't think I will I'll have my partner as a pacer for backup, uh, but I likely will end up running it mostly alone. Yeah. yeah. Just for personal preference. Yeah, that makes sense. Why force the issue if you know that you perform better without? Exactly. Yeah. 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 But who knows? Anything can happen. So right. I might be out there with three pacers. <laughs> and you're going to be running with Canadian Jenny Quilty, which is exciting. Yes. So there's a few people I know that will be out there. And obviously, like like a fangirl moment, Courtney is out there. And I'm like, <laughs> I just, I would love to see her. I think that's going to be such a cool experience. So Yes. <laughs> well, you know what happened last year with our Canadian wom- women, but no pressure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will do my best. <laughs> so does that mean you're also going to UTMB? I am. So the plan as of right now is to do uh, CCC. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had originally been thinking I would do UTMB, but then when I got the golden ticket, I was... 
I, I think it's a, the smartest, like my main focus is to stay healthy. And so to me doing a hundred K and then 200 milers just isn't, I don't think what my body would really like. I think mm-hmm. it would appreciate the hundred K. So I think I'll be happy when I get to Europe and know I'm running hundred K and not a hundred miles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds like a smart decision. Yeah. So yeah. you'll be, you'll be running with uh, Canadian Arden Young. She's doing- yeah. So- yeah. Oh, she's doing her uh, miles. Uh, yes. Elsa's doing her mile. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. A strong woman again at Chamonix. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. We'll be there. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Are you guys running at all? Norm is. I'm doing running that 100 amazing. miles. Yeah. Amazing. Have you done it before? No, first time. Took me seven years to get there. <laughs> oh, congrats. Well, that's so exciting. I'm it is. like so excited. Yeah. Finally like, getting it done. <laughs> yeah, it, I can't even imagine because I feel like. For a regular race, I'm so excited about all the energy around it. I'm, I feel like that's going to be like times 100 at UTMB. I'm like, am I going to be just so overwhelmed? <laughs> well, but, Western's a good warm up for that because yeah. the intensity at Western is very special. There's so many international runners. If you can, if you have time, go to the international dinner ahead of time. Yeah. It's fun to meet other people that are coming in for such oh, a big wow. event yeah it's uh it's pretty special yeah. we'll, be, we'll be watching we'll be following oh, of course. <laughs> now we wanted to mention and i'm i'm reading this because i want to make sure i say it right on your instagram you volunteer for a farm animal rescue and rehoming movement yes. and initials farm we actually support a rehab and rescue with a couple of the events that we direct so it's it's special to us as well did you want to just talk about that a bit and and let people know how they can help? Yes. So Farm, I started volunteering with a couple, maybe a year and a half ago. Uh, I volunteered with uh, like lots of different animal agencies, like Humane Society and Wild North of Edmonton. And I have a special place in my heart for agricultural animals and just the, um, just of course, the treatment towards them. And when I had found out about farm, I was, oh my God, I need to check this place out. And it's just like, <laughs> I think it's a place that everyone should go at least once, uh, and whether it be a farm or different uh, re- a farm rescue agency that's near you, uh, because you really just to have that interaction with the animal is um, and get to know mm. how smart they are and their personalities <laughs> and it's just like it it's life changing and i it brings me so much joy i i'm just so grateful that there is somewhere that's near me that i can't do that um this one is located right. in Wetaskiwin, so it's a, like it's a long day when i do go out to volunteer uh but totally worth it it's like i spend most of my time pretty much just shoveling poop and then you spend like <laughs> most of the time doing that and then you just cuddle the animals and <laughs> it's like it's positive interaction so it's just such a positive environment and i think um just doing any sort of volunteering in your community is super important and if you can you know it's not just you giving back but it's you getting something from it every time and yeah Absolutely. i'm just so fortunate for that well we're gonna put the website in our show notes so that people yeah. can yeah, and, and check it out farm f-a-r yeah and if R-M. anybody ever had any questions about the agency any inquiries like they do 
they'll do events that you can attend um, to go uh, do a tour and meet the animals. Um, and then there's different types of volunteer opportunities. I would be totally open to, to guiding them anyway if they had any questions. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, well, this has been awesome. This has been great. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> Thank us you today. So much for having you. Well, you did awesome <laughs> <laughs> for your first. For your first podcast, yeah. <laughs> And we're very grateful that you chose ours as your first, because I know this will not be your last. (laughs) The world's going to know who you are after this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) After Western (laughs) State. But before we let you go, we like to do a little rapid fire at the end of our podcast, just for some fun questions to get get people to know you better and i've been starting with this one lately because i'm going on a huge concert tour this year so it's been my first question for the last six episodes so what's the last concert you went to oh man like what was it uh i want to say like the last big concert i went to was lady gaga when i lived in toronto Oh, Whoa, so we, it's been a while. It could have been the one we went oh, to. Really? Oh, we saw it. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> we saw it there. <laughs> um, but I'm going to Blink-182 this year, and I'm oh. really excited about that. So Nice. Yeah. Good. In Edmonton? Yep, in Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, very good. Okay, what's another sport you'd like to excel in? Uh, I would love to get better at swimming. I think it's so good for mm. us, and... I'm not a very great swimmer, but I think I could get better over practice. Mm. Yeah, for sure. What's your favorite junk food? Uh, I'm vegan, so there isn't a ton of sweets that you can get out um, unless you go to Mm. a specific bakery. So I'm like all for like a vegan cupcake if I find something like that. Are you superstitious? Yeah, I would say I am. Yeah, a little bit, but not like to an extreme where it impacts my life. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> when I drive by a graveyard, I'll pull my breath. Oh, okay. okay. All right. <laughs> What's a TV show that you're embarrassed to say you watch? Oh, my God. I have been watching Love is Blind on. Yeah. <laughs> so have we. Yeah. I'm like embarrassed to say that I like it so much. <laughs> No, we agree. I love it. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm getting good company. <laughs> you name the reality and we watch it. Yeah, so yeah. we have a lot of embarrassment. Hey, we all need that thing just to wind down with, right? Yep, <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. Why yep. would you ever watch the news? No. Like, I am not not ever watching news. I totally agree. <laughs> I don't need that negativity right now. <laughs> no. All right, Norm, you're up. Hey, pick a superpower you'd like to have. Okay, I've thought about this a lot. I would want to be invisible only so that I could um, I could get onto any flight I wanted. I could go really just do whatever I wanted. And if I felt, yeah, I just would be able to travel a lot more and do whatever I wanted because no one would know. Why don't you just choose teleport? Um, when I was really deep in that thought, but I don't, <laughs> don't make her feel that. <laughs> okay, fine. I think that feels good. I like that one actually. Yeah. Well, there's the other advantage. You could walk into a bank. You well, could take a few okay. cash. I, yeah. I, I didn't want to say that on air. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably my reason. <laughs> yeah, that's the real reason, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh boy that's funny well thank you so much yeah, Priscilla. For oh, thank you so much for having me it was such a good experience you guys made me feel very comfortable for my first time <laughs> me into yeah, it <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, thank you again and all the best. All the best at CCC, at Western States, anything in the future. I'm sure I'll see you guys maybe at UTMB. Yeah, Yeah, I think we should have like a little Canadian uh, rendezvous. Get a chocolate croissant before the the race. (laughs) We'll need it. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. right, Have a great day. You too. Take care. (laughs) And that was Priscilla Forgey. What a sweetheart. Yeah. She accomplished a lot in such a short time. She sure did. Taking the Canadian ultra scene by storm and now on to international. <laughs> yeah, on to the States. <laughs> and then Europe. Europe. It's a big year for her. Yeah, My big goodness. Year. And she started off as road running and said, no, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> After two marathons? Said, no, nope, not for me. Isn't she lucky, though, that she still pursued it? considering she could have just stopped yeah you're right some people think well i've done a couple of marathons or whatever and said that's it for me but someone got her on the trails that's right smart sparked something absolutely yeah absolutely we are going to be watching her at western that's going to be her first hopefully well not attempt she did it have alina but attempt yes but hopefully a a completion but she she's going to learn from havelina she's she's have a different mindset about going to Western States and get the 100 miler on her belt. And enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enjoy. Come on. Like, no pressure here. Yeah. No, <laughs> no pressure. No, seriously. I know. It's I such know. a big, big venue that you can really play with your mind. And I hope it's like people that go to Boston and race. I get it. You want to do a good time and you want to, but just enjoy the day, man. Yeah, I know. I know. All the hard work going into it. Hopefully her and Jenny can uh, run the ski hill up together and yeah. and uh, get to to their pacers. And then they can say, okay, now we race. All right. All right. <laughs> Survive the heat and see what you got left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Way, we'll be watching. All right. And of course, farm is where she volunteers her time. It's F-A-R-R-M, Farm Animal Rescue and Rehoming Movement. You can check their website out, and the link will be in our show notes. And, of course, there's always a farm near you that you can also volunteer at. Until next time. We are your hosts, Jody and Norman. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Please visit our website, gotterunracing.com, for more details, and join us on social media at Racing on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can support our channel by joining us on Patreon. All of the links can be found in the show notes. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Cheers.